right, everybody. Welcome to episode 113 of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. 13 being a special occasion tonight. We have someone in the studio with us sitting in. Hang around. We'll get right to the show. everybody what's happening tonight we got a little guest in the studio tonight mrs riding is in the studio hello good evening <laughs> good morning good afternoon yeah whenever you're listening to this if it's australia it's already tomorrow by the time you're hearing this uh, so uh, we i thought it'd be fun uh we're gonna have a call in later too from the co-host but i thought it'd be fun to have a little um, in the in the spirit of the give a shift that we've been talking about, the whole movement and everything, I thought it'd be fun to have a, a, a non-writer in the studio, someone that we could talk to, and someone who actually said, I'd think about getting a scooter, so I got totally jazzed <laughs> and like went crazy and was like, yes, that means you're getting a scooter, right? So, Miss Riding, do you actually ride? No. Have you ever ridden? I've been on the back of a bike. Oh man, the the answer that nobody likes to hear, <laughs> especially the, all the female writers out there. That um, you know, we just had a roundtable the other night of uh, motorcyclists, and that's what they're saying. A lot of trying to get a lot of women to uh, who want to ride, but they're like, hey, I've always been on the back. It's like, no, take that step, get on the front. Um, before we get into tonight, we, there's three parts to the show tonight that I'd love you to explore with me. Um, but before we get into all of it, there's a little bit of news that I want to get to. Just three quick things. First of all, Tony Boo crashed. Do you know who Tony Boo is? Boo who? <laughs> That's exactly what he's saying. Uh, I put something up on our Facebook page. Uh, he's a... Uh, I think he's Spanish, but he was uh, he crashed in Le Mans. He's he does the the craziest stuff on motorcycles. You'd never believe it. He does trials, and so uh, he crashed at a uh, X trial event in Le Mans. And I hope he recovers. He broke three little the little tiny little tabs off your spine. So it's not like he broke his spine, but he broke the little nubs off of it. Oh. Yeah, another crash. Ken Roxon. Was that make you gag in your mouth a little bit? <laughs> No, but it's why I don't ride. <laughs> well, yes, but also the those trial guys are like jumping like 20 feet in the air up onto obstacles and they're only wearing like uh, speedos and well, like spandex clothes. They're not wearing like full-on gear like motocrosser dudes but are. That's what I imagine. I know, I know. Also Ken Roxon, the guy who uh, made some dubious comments a couple weeks ago, crashed in San Diego. He just came off of like a year uh, a year out of the sport from crashing last year. And so he, he broke his pinky or something in San Diego at the Supercross. So he's out again for like another six to eight weeks. Um, and then that's it. Uh, I, I talked a little bit about this, but, um, the, uh, Valentina Rossi likely to stay with, uh, Yamaha. What do you think about that for 2019? Sounds exciting. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's our news. So I thought of a couple things. Actually, you helped me think of a couple things. 
And part one of tonight's show is just going to be, I'm going to throw out some random terms. I don't know if you know them or not. I know that you have some motorcyclists in your family, but that doesn't mean anything. So if there's a couple a couple things here. This is just a general motorcycle terms that like to somebody that rides would be like, oh yeah, but to somebody that doesn't ride, they might be like, what the heck are you even saying? Is that even English? So I have a, a section of what is this and then a second section of what does this do? So I got a couple terms. You want to, uh, you ready to start? Hit me. Okay. All right. A piston. That's in the engine. And I believe it's a tube or part of it is a tube and something moves in it. Right. Very good. Um, A crankshaft. Part of the engine too. And it maybe makes it go. Yeah, that's that's good. And actually, the uh, the pistons connect to the crankshaft huh. via connecting rods. Um, and I, I kind of misled you on that first. On the piston is more like what goes in the tube. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, but you were on it. You were on it. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to steer you the wrong direction. A stator. A stator. Yeah. Um. I don't know, something that holds the handlebars on? That's a good guess. I like that. <laughs> That's a great guess. Like a stay here, like yeah, stator. Right. Uh, and and as, oddly enough, Honda calls the things that the, like most people call them clamps or like, you know, half clamps or something or brackets even, but Honda calls those holders. Like this is a handlebar holder. It's <laughs> very, very, very brilliant. But a stator is actually part of the dark black arts of a motorcycle dealing with the charging system and even people that are in elect, elect, electricals, electricians, what's the word I'm looking for? People that deal with the electrical systems, I don't even think they 100% know what staters do. They're just like one of these weird like phenomena catchers. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, they help to regenerate. Um, it's kind of like an alternator in a car. Okay. Yeah. A dank hoolie. Uh, Part of the exhaust system. <laughs> no idea. I love it. The dank hoolie is what squid bros call like doing wheelies all day. Squid bros? Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what that is either. I left that one off. That's like, I should put that on another one. That's good. Um, a, uh, a cylinder. A cylinder. Oh, that's with the piston. There you yeah, go. Yeah, they go together. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. And the crank. Yeah, they all three go together. Um, a cager. Like it holds it all together. No. No? Okay. Good guess though. I yeah. love that. Cager is what we call people in cars. Oh. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're in a cage. Yeah, they're cagers. You got to watch out for cagers because they don't see you. They try to run you over. Um, a quick aside, when you see, do you see motorcycles a lot? Like, are you conscious of them in, the, in cars? Cause a lot of, there's been a lot of complaints on other podcasts recently with all the autonomous vehicles that they don't see car or motorcyclists. And I'm wondering if like people see motorcyclists. I think that I'm more cautious of them because you ride. Mm-hmm. And so when I see, I, like I, I try to pay attention to motorcyclists on the road. Right. Yeah, and I definitely, even myself, I get caught out sometimes like when they're splitting fast, like I don't see them, but I do, I know what you're saying. Um, Yeah, watch out for those cages, except for the good ones like you that look out for us. A uh, drive chain. Well, I I think like on a bicycle, you know, like the chain, so maybe something like that on a motorcycle. That's exactly what it is. Good job. Do you know what the drive chain connects? 
No. Awesome. The you don't wheels. need to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, a pet cock. Uh, um. Cars have these too. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. Like a little doohickey that goes on your dash. Bafulia. I love. <laughs> Yeah, and you pet it when traffic gets bad. It's like one of those little wobbly things <laughs> for your motorcycle. I've got my pet cock in the back window, and he's got one on the dash of his motorcycle. It's actually in the coolant system and on the fuel system. It's what you drain fluids out of. It's like mm-hmm. a little handle that turns. So, so some radiators ha- used to have them. A lot of them don't anymore, but radiators have them and uh, fuel tanks have them. Um, stoppy. Stoppy, the brakes. Yeah, there you go. A stoppy is like the opposite of a wheelie, but you do use the brakes to get there. You get up on the front tire and you kind of like coast on the front tire. Seen that, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did that in the garage, right? <laughs> totally. When you were trying to park my bike the other day, you're like, hey, let me park that for you. And you do a stoppy. And I was like, Why what? I don't ride. Yeah. <laughs> a, uh, a master cylinder. Oh, that's like the main cylinder. Yeah for the main piston because like there's one that's bigger than the rest of them <laughs> right that's rad yeah sure it makes sense i know that I, when you said that i was like yeah that actually sounds like it would be right yeah it's um it's on the brakes or the clutch it's what holds the fluid to go down to the slave cylinder or the secondary cylinder but i like the engine i like the having a bigger one in the engine that'd be rad if all engines had just one bigger piston <laughs> that like a plane, I think. I think rotary engines do have like a master cylinder. Um, finally, for what is this lane splitting? Oh, that's when you ride between two lanes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you know for our English and Australian listeners the difference between lane splitting and filtering? Um, no. I know. Well, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Filtering apparently in some countries, filtering and lane splitting are differentiated by the fact that lane splitting, like here in California, when you're driving, uh, you're both driving in the same direction and motorcycles split split the lanes. We call it lane sharing here legally, I think. But in other countries, you're only allowed to filter, which means that a stoplight is the only time you're allowed to go between cars. And in a lot of places in Asia, in front of the light, or in front of the stoplight, stop line for the cars, there's another 20 feet and it's sometimes painted different colors. And that's only for scooters. Cause you know, you've been to Thailand. I've never been to Thailand. When you were there, did you see about 18,000 scooters or no? I mean, yeah. you, you were like in the jungles, but. Yeah, no, I was in the city for a little bit. Yeah. So, and yeah. so in, in, in like a lot of Asia, um, there's so many scooters that they actually have their own special spot. So they filter up to the front and there's like a thousand of them up Like in that a crosswalk. Little, yeah, basically like a crosswalk for bikes. And I, I wish they had that here. Um, that was great. I love that. I love that. My takeaway from this was master cylinder. Mm-hmm. I love, <laughs> that was awesome. So part B of, uh, getting to know your motorcycle is, can you tell me what this does? Oh, you know what? I forgot to ask you one more DOHC. Do you know what that means? I think your car says that on it. Department of Honda critics. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Department of hot chicks. <laughs> it's dual overhead cams. But I, oh. I like Department of Honda critics because this whole podcast is the Department of Honda critics. Um, so now, can you tell me what these things do? We've learned a little bit of uh, the terms that kind of go- coincide with the second half. So I'm okay. hoping the slave cylinder. Now, you told me the master cylinder 
What, you what gave you me thinking? a little hint. Yeah. So I, it's like this the second cylinder mm-hmm. that helps exactly the engine go. Make sure the master cylinder is right there, making sure that the slave cylinder is making the engine go round and round. Yeah, the slave cylinder is the secondary cylinder. When you squeeze the brakes from the master cylinder, it doesn't do anything to it. Just, just it just sends fluid. And the slave cylinder is what connects to the motor or the brake caliper. Um, a lot of times they don't have slave cylinders on the on the brake caliper. It's mostly a clutch thing, but the slave cylinder is actually what moves to actuate the clutch. So that's the hand gestures are really helping me. I know, <laughs> and I ho- I bet they're helping everyone on, yeah. <laughs> at home too. Uh, a center stand. Um, the kickstand. Yep, there you go. It's mm-hmm. the one in the middle that holds the bike straight up instead of sideways. Oh, for real? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, you're. That's great. Got one. A diode. Uh. Um, well, there's, I I don't know. Yeah. What is a diode? You know what? To be honest, I threw that down there for me. I don't even know what a diode (laughs) does. A lot of bikes have them and I'm not even sure a hundred percent what the purpose of them are. Well, it's part of the electrical system Hmm. and I think it might've been like at one point, like a main, not quite fuse because that would have been a fuse, but it's some like main uh, electrical component for simple systems. I'm not 100% sure. I threw that on there for me. Okay. <laughs> so I would know and I, I failed. Um, forward controls. Um, it's like the, you know, like how your seat, you can adjust it mm-hmm. to like move forward mm-hmm. just on the side. Mm-hmm. It's that mm-hmm. to go forward. I like it. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you are, uh, That would be awesome though, by the way. A lot of people get mad because to to scoot forward your motorcycle seat, there's not a little slidey thing. There should be. I yeah. think I think that you're onto something. <laughs> you have to actually get seats that are fatter, so the foam actually is fatter, and that pushes you closer to the bars. Like how cheesy is that? You have to get a different seat instead of a slidey thing, where like a tall guy could ride your bike after you know if you didn't want to. Um, forward controls actually, you know, when we're riding, when we're driving in the car and we see those dudes on the Harleys and their feet are kicked way out front like yeah. just, and the breeze is obviously going up their pant legs cause brown fur is flapping out the back of their pants. Those are forward controls. They just put your feet way out in the breeze. So you look like you're getting punched in the stomach. <laughs> it doesn't look comfortable. No, it doesn't. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of people, a lot of tall people demand them, but every single bike is getting them nowadays and it's just like junky for the rest of us. Um, a clutch. Oh, that's what um, shifts the gears. Absolutely. And a throttle body. That's what gives it the go. That's right. An ADV bike. And I'll give you a hint before Ooh. you answer this. Or, or yeah, you think you know? Like an electrical bike. No, but I'll, no. Give, you, I'll oh. give you a hint. ADV is the first three letters of what this type of bike is. Mm. What word starts with the ADV that you can Advanced. Think? Oh, there you go. This is a, an adventure bike. Adventure. Yeah. There are a certain type of bike that like BMW riders ride and they think they're mm-hmm. so hot, but you can only find them at Starbucks instead of out on the adventure trails where they're supposed to be. Yeah, a, they look a, good. That's an ADV bike, right? Okay. <laughs> a steering lock. Um, that's what you put on your motorcycle when you're parked somewhere so it doesn't get stolen. Yeah. Most bikes have them built in to the uh, steering wheel or the steering wheel. Did you know the motorcycles have steering wheels? No, now who's, now who's uh, running the show? Uh, <clears throat> what does this do? Now, this is kind of a tricky one because this doesn't really do it. You do this, uh, valve lash. Mm, it's the tool that you use to clean out your valves. Mm, I like that. 
It's not quite what it is, but I'm going to go with that. I, I think if you don't know what Valve Lash is, we'll talk about it on another episode. I'm going with her answer. I like that the best. Um, what does this do? A gremlin bell. Um, it's <laughs> when it's past midnight and you need to get home. <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah, it's where it you dings. go. To, it, it's where you go to eat after midnight, like the gremlins. It's like Taco Bell, but for bikers. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, we'll talk about what a gremlin bell is on another episode. I like this answer better too. Um, what does a reed valve do? A reed valve. Ooh, it is the part that plays music as you <laughs> ride your bike. Um, the Honda Woodwind had it, and I think the Suzuki Clarinet has a reed valve. And at certain speeds, they just they sound beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It do, and it does do with air. It's basically the same thing that a flute reed valve does or clarinet reed valve. I like that. You're, you're right. God, for somebody that doesn't know anything, you're pretty on the money here. Um, and a boost sensor. Oh, that's when you need a, like a supercharge to go faster. Did you cheat? <laughs> you just press the button yeah. and you get a little boost. They had them on Knight Rider. And, mm-hmm. uh, you're, Fast and Furious, right? Yeah. Sorry. Wow. That's cars, I know. But, but yeah, that's cagers. <laughs> <laughs> so part A, we learned some stuff here and I definitely could tell because you got every single answer except for diode in part B right and I don't even know what a diode is so let's not talk about that man I'm super impressed we'll take a little break and we'll be right back with part two the best scooter for you hey guys my name's Rick James I'm having an art show Oceanside California I have a lot of other artists coming out a lot of great food a lot of great beer local craft beer of course and that is on Saturday, the 24th at Legacy Brewing here in Oceanside, California, 363 Airport Road. Again, that's Saturday, February 24th. Don't miss it. Come on out and check out Rick James. Hey, everyone. This is Liza from the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. And when I am getting a root canal, or something else really just painful and shitty, I like to listen to the Creative Writing Podcast because the best way to fight pain is with pain. All right, everybody, we are back. Um, Hey, by the way, Rick James, that little roll in that I played right there, that's happening tomorrow. If you heard, heard that today and you're in SoCal, get there tomorrow. And uh, Narissa, we, uh, we're going to hear from her in a little bit. Her event happened yesterday. So I hope you're in Milwaukee. I hope you got to see uh, the Fuel Garage and the Milwaukee Rivets. And I hope you got some creative writing swag. So part two with my in-studio guest, my bestie of the best, is called The Best Scooter for You. And we know that some people choose to start out on like a giant Harley Davidson or a ZX14, which is like a huge bike, you know, like a giant Kawasaki. But you've expressed interest in a scooter. And so I want to see, um, based on now, I'm not going to go like, you need a little bike, you need a little scooter. I'm not about that. But I do think for comfort and confidence level that you, uh, seem to express an interest in a scooter. And so I'm going to probably 
suggest some here that you might not think are very aesthetic and beautiful, but I want you to tell me. I want you to, you know, decide for yourself what you think they, uh, if you'd like these. So the first one that I'm thinking of is a BV500. That kind of sounds dumb, but uh, it's a Piaggio BV500, and I'm going to pull up a picture for you and let you decide. You tell me, would you like the scooter or not? All right, so you got a chance to look at the BV500. What is your impression? No, thank you. How come? Um, it looks a little grandpa-ish to me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Power Rangery. Um, it does have a 500cc single, which is bigger than my motorcycle mm. that I, you know. So 500cc is a pretty good size scooter, but too angular for you like yeah the front i don't know it kind of reminds me of like a trike yeah yeah i mean good call um yeah those things will do like 90 plus uh i don't need to go that far. i know i know and I, I wasn't really intending for that to be like the first one i showed you but i was thinking you know i might as well show her a scooter so that she doesn't think that all scooters go like 12 miles an hour and have like little old chubby guys riding them with like their hot pants on um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. It didn't, it didn't really look that great, but at the same time, you know, people like them and, uh, because they are a scooter that can do 90 miles an hour. Uh, the next one I've got queued up for you is the Sim Wolf. Now this one doesn't exactly look like a, uh, a scooter, but I'm going to tell you that it's not exactly uh, a motorcycle. I pause this while we look at the Wolf Classic 150. All right, so we had a chance to check out the Sim Wolf 150, the Classic 150. What do you think about it? It's really cute, but I'm a little worried about the tire size. Huh, like it's too skinny, too fat? Yeah, like I think one of the things that I am concerned about in riding is that I'll fall over because I won't be able to stay balanced. I'm not a good bicycle rider. Right, okay. And I fall over my own feet all the time. <laughs> So. Hey, on a side note, our son just biffed it in the hall on the, at school for no reason today. So I think I see where he gets it from. He's not a good bike rider. Either. <laughs> no. um, I do have to say this thing rolls in brand new at $29.99. And it's a 150 and I know it's a five speed. Um, so it's not quite, it, it is more like a little, little motorcycle. It's not quite like a twist and go scooter. Um, zero storage on this thing also, where the grandpa one that you didn't like probably fit like, uh, you know, all of your bags and groceries in there. Yeah, and I would need something that could carry my belongings. Yeah, and that 500 could do 90 miles an hour, but hook a sidecar for the kids on it, and now you're talking about like doing 30 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm just telling you, since it can do 90 with, uh, with you on it, it, it could do 30 with the two other people on it. All right. So, so negatory on that, negatory on the Sim Wolf 150. I got a couple more, and then we'll see which one you like the best. All right. Well, we're looking at the MP3 from Piaggio, the 500 Sport ABS. <laughs> Your first impression was pretty negative. <laughs> What, what don't you like about this thing? It has three wheels. I know, but you just said that you were kind of scared of falling over. I know, but when I think of a trike, I think of an <laughs> an older rider's. Right. That's who the Harley Davidson's model, like their trikes are for people with hip replacements that can't push those bikes out of the garages. 
So I get it. This thing does lean too. It's got this crazy technology and everyone loves the technology because it feels like you're riding a motorcycle because it's not sitting up and turning like a tractor. You actually do lean, but at the at a, when you come to stoplight, I think you press a button and it locks the wheel. So you don't have to put your feet down. But trike, you don't like trike. Uh, okay, yeah. And you, you know about the Can-Ams because we see them driving all over uh, around LA. Mm-hmm. You definitely would not be into a Can-Am either. No. All right. Well, Those are big. Yeah, they're really big. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a smart car without the cage. <laughs> I love it. She's using the technology, y'all. Mm. All right. We're going to look at a 2017 Honda Ruckus. And I'm going to ask you what your impressions of the Honda Ruckus are. This is a 50cc, so it's really small. Probably do top speed of like 30 miles an hour. It's not bad, but... Oh, I like that. So I, that picture has someone riding on it, yeah. and I can kind of get a better, like, idea. So under the seat, is that where you would put your stuff? Yeah. Like, drop down your yeah. stuff? Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, basically all under, store, under seat storage, and um, a lot of kids actually at PCC ride these things all over because you throw your book bag under there, you keep your backpack on your back, and mm-hmm. you throw, like, a six-pack under the seat or something. And, um, yeah, now I can tell you, Steady Garage does custom Honda Ruckuses. So if you didn't want to stick with, like this is, I like Ruckuses and they're only 50 cc's. I think you would like them because it didn't feel like you're on a motorcycle. Obviously you're not on a trike. It has fat tires. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, fat tires and they're smaller, um, which is not great for bumps and stuff, but they're so balloony. It, it looks cute. Like you could ride, you're riding marsh, black marshmallows. Um, yeah, the Honda Ruckus actually would be uh, something that I would... I'm surprised you like it, actually, because I didn't think you'd like the, the naked frame look of it. But it, it's one of the ones that I would probably uh, like suggest for you just because it's so cool and because they get like 80,000 miles a gallon. And yeah, you could hold a couple kids on there. And uh, now we're going to look at the Honda Metropolitan, which I'm quite sure that you're going to like. I want to see the specs because I forget if these are 50 cc's too. Uh, yeah, the Honda Metropolitans are 50 cc's. So this is the same uh, engine size basically as the Ruckus, a little bit more Italian styling. And uh, these come in some really cute colors. Tegan's sat on one of these before. Yeah, those are pretty cute. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure since these are enclosed though, where the Ruckus was open, I'm not 100% sure if there's less storage. Ooh, the tire is really skinny, though, the front tire. Yeah, yeah. So that front tire thing has uh, got you... Uh... You see me ride a bicycle. <laughs> Did you fall off or something? I, I don't think you've ever crashed. Oh, I'm just not steady. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, we could take it down to steady, and they might be able to put, like, a fat tire kit on it. They do, like, all sorts of rad scooter modifications. All right, we're going to look at only one more because I don't want to bore you with this. And then we're going to pick which one you would you would choose. Okay. All right. Now, this is the Honda Elite. Now, these have changed body styles over the years. So you might see some of the old 80s ones that look like an Inspector Gadget car. You might see some of the newer ones that look kind of like a the grandpa one that you saw earlier. But these are pretty popular bulletproof platform. That's why it's been around since like the early 80s and is still going uh, strong. Now, it, you, do you like these at all? 
Yeah, I like the one with the brown seat. Oh, the hip- <laughs> hipster one? Oh my god, let me see which one you're talking about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That one's actually cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the red one with the brown seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, Wait, uh, not the red one, the white one. Oh, the Elite 80 is not the one you're looking at then. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same same one. The Elite. Okay. It's the, that's uh, Elite 125. That one? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. It basically looks like the Elite 80, but with a little bit bigger uh, bigger seat. <sighs> well, honey, it turns out that Liza from Motorcycles and Misfits called me the other day. She has an Elite for you if you want one. <laughs> <laughs> So it's funny that you like this one. Out of all of there's a couple that I didn't mention. Um, not quite, uh, what, did, what didn't I mess? The S-Max from Honda, which I think is kind of like a sport scooter, which maybe is good that you're not on that one. Um, also the C600 Sport from BMW, which also, BMW, they cost about as much as BMW cars do. And 600 cc's is like sport bike engine size i didn't go into the honda nm4 but the reason i picked most of these is because well all of these except for the sim wolf the motorcycle one they're all twist and go no clutch no thinking i know you used to drive a stick i still drive a stick how nice it was to go to automatic like you could sip lattes while riding these things you know what i'm saying (laughs) like you know get a little cup holder from harley davidson (laughs) motor accessories plop it on there drink your latte while you're riding I mean, so out of all the ones we looked at, which one? So I think it would be between the Ruckus mm-hmm. and the last one. You wow. So Honda. You're a Honda. You're a, what do we say? S-H-O-C, a Supreme. A Honda Critic. Yeah, Honda we were, Critic. Yeah. I forget what we said, like a super Honda Critic. The department of Honda <laughs> That's Critics. right. That's a D-O-H-C. It was Department of Honda Critics. Well, Honda Critic no more. Uh, you happen to love... The, uh, the Honda Elite and the Honda Metropolitan, or the Ruckus, actually. So if anybody out there has got a Ruckus, I know Steady Garage. We're, uh, uh, the studios are going to be moving, and uh, we're going to be actually pretty close to Steady Garage. Maybe I'll have to take you on a trip down there, and we'll check out some customized Ruckuses that actually look pretty sweet. And uh, Liza, if you're listening, which I know you are, we may be calling you for that uh, <laughs> Elite 80 that you got. So keep us in mind. All right, everybody. I'm going to die here, and then we'll be right back. Hey, listeners. This is Nerissa from the Milwaukee Rivets, a riding group of young women based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I wanted to tell you all about a rad event we're hosting in Milwaukee with Fuel Cafe for the Mama Tried weekend. If you don't know, Mama Tried is an annual custom motorcycle show that takes place here in Milwaukee at the end of February. Moto enthusiasts from all over come together to share their passion for everything two wheels. In addition to the show, there are indoor flat track races, ice races, and so much more. The whole weekend is a total riot. On Thursday, February 22nd, we're teaming up with Fuel Cafe to kick off the festivities. Starting at 6 p.m., there will be DJ spinning, drink specials, special bike parking for anyone willing to brave the cold, and swag bags for the first 50 people who show up. If you're planning to come to Milwaukee for Mama Tried, make sure you get here by Thursday so you don't miss this kick-ass event. Again, it's the Mama Tried pre-party, Thursday, February 22nd at Fuel Cafe 5th Street. You can find more information on Instagram or Facebook by searching for either Fuel Cafe or the Milwaukee Rivets. See you all there. 
So I am just in Utah right now. I went through Vegas last night and then I'm like going through the canyon up to St. George this morning and my truck starts feeling weird. So I slow down and then it feels like my tire blows out. So I pull over pretty quick. I was already kind of slowed down and I'm like, fuck, I got a flat. So I'm like, well, I can put my spare on the front on, and on, it'll be fine. On brand new tires, right? Like brand new tires. No, no, my tires were fucked. Okay. Um, so I go around my truck and my wheel is like at an angle laying there. And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> so I call AAA, I get it towed. The place that towed it is also the place that like fixed it. But they're like, it was like 750 bucks. And they're like, we can get you going. And they're like, that's this new bearing and it all installed. And they're like, we have two takeoff tires you can use or you can, we'll sell you. So the guy at the end was like, oh, that's not a bad price for those tires. And I'm like, those tires are pretty fucked, but I need them. So whatever. But so the dude's like starting to work on it. And I'm like, hey, I go, so it's 750 bucks to maybe get me to Milwaukee and back home. I go, what if I go, how's the left side feel? So he checks out. He's like, it actually feels pretty good. But I'm like, well, I go, dude. I go, I kind of want to just replace left and right, maybe replace the upper control arm, maybe replace some ball joints, like, see what you think. He's like, he first, he's like, oh, the bushings and the control arms look good. And then he goes to pull it off and like the ball joint, the end of it, he's like, yeah, that was dangerous. He's like, I'm glad you wanted to replace that. I'm like, well, me too then. So I ended up spending $2,600 without new tires, but I got some takeoffs that are less that are not as fucked as the ones I had. So, Dude. but my upper control arms are new. My ball joints and everything in the, in the kink pen or whatever that turns are new. The bearings are all new. I believe the rotors are all new. Pads are all new. Um, basic. And it had an alignment. Basically the whole front end is new. Oh, and new shocks. I'm like, well, if we're going to do all that, we might as well put shocks on it. Yeah. Like, okay. So I basically got to get back home to California and put some fresh tires on the front of it pretty soon. And it'll be basically a totally new front end. <laughs> yeah. I, I vaguely remember passing by that, um, that, uh, picture and I didn't really pay attention cause I, I, I was like, Oh, that's somebody's van. Like somebody's showing like the van wheel coming yeah. off. I had no idea, but dude, I, yeah. can, I can go back to, when you and Juan did your ride home from, and even when we did our, our ride home from Willow oh, Springs, yeah, you it's couldn't so much even, quieter right yeah, now. I can't even tell that you're driving compared to those interviews. Yeah. Man, like cray cray. It's fucking silent. But what a rad, but, what a rad, rad reason to have to replace your, uh, <laughs> front ends. Cause it's like falling off while you're driving alone to Milwaukee. Yeah. With a 20 foot trailer. Yeah. So with, luckily, with, I, with six bikes, with everybody's bikes in the back, right? Really, with eight bikes, I had two oh bikes in God. the truck. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah. It's probably and it was probably cheaper to fix it there than it would be at home. And they got it all buttoned up and got me on the road. Like they made it top priority. Rad. My my wife is freaking out right now. Yeah. Wait, why? Because you almost crashed, or because of the bank account? <laughs> so where are you at right now? You're in Utah. Yeah, I'm about 120 miles south of Salt Lake. Yeah. It just got foggy. Oh, good. The fog just cleared. Yeah. But there's been snow on the side of the road forever, but the road's clear. 
Right now, my truck says it's seven degrees outside. Holy F-bombs. It's been 10 the whole time I've been driving since I left. Um, oh it, said one, it said one for a while. Where, where did that all start? Like once you got to like the eastern side of Nevada or something? Uh, yeah, once I got like into Utah. Actually, last night in Nevada, in the tip of Nevada, it was cold as balls too. Yeah. I know it gets pretty cold. My brother lives in Vegas, and even over there, it's yeah. just there's no cover over the – you know, the clouds don't move in, and it yeah. lets the cold air just like – yeah, the de- and the deserts get cold at night. Yeah, no one, everyone thinks they're so hot when they are, but then at night, like, yeah. I went to Laughlin one year and we rode back instead of spending the night again. We rode back at night. Holy shit, was it cold? Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no greenery to make mm-hmm. condensation to form a cloud to hold in heat. So yeah, they get yeah. really cold. And there's really in a lot of those places, there's not really any mountains or anything to stop the wind from blowing. Right. So, which I'm up pretty high elevation now in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Utah is rad. I, I, uh, it's beautiful, but damn, like seven degrees. No, thanks. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. Are you still on pace to get there by on time? I I should still get there on time, depending how late I can go tonight. (coughs) Yeah. What time are you? It's like an hour ahead, right? (coughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be nine o'clock here now. Yeah. I, uh, but I did, they had a little couch at the shop, the auto shop, like in the waiting room. So I got a little bit of shut eye during that during the day, but I was fucking nervous all day. Like, yeah, couldn't sit still. Yeah. So I got a little bit of sleep on that. And then I slept like shit last night in my truck, but that's part of it. Yeah. It just got cold after a while, you know? <laughs> no shit. It was one degrees. That's a little bit cold, even with the heater on. I think it was 15 or 20 last night. Good God. That's still pretty chilly. I didn't turn the heater on. I, I like when I was getting ready to pull over, I cranked it all up and then I tried to keep the doors closed. Yeah. And then I fell asleep with no heater on. Like I don't want my truck sitting there running. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I knew that it would get cold and wake me up and that would want me to get going. But I went to bed at like two or three and I got up at about five thirty. Oh God. I hate nights like that. And then you drive, try to drive all day. <laughs> well, I tried to. Yeah. Well, I was stoked to like get out, get an early start, and I was trying to make it to Des Moines tonight, but obviously that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, today so, today is the day that your truck tire fell off, huh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's a a blessing because it gave you like a little rest in the middle of the day. It would have been a long ass day, man. Like. Yeah, but eighteen hours. See, if day. I could have made it to Des Moines, it was only five or six hours to Milwaukee. Yeah. And then I got an Airbnb tomorrow night. Sweet. So now I got to bust ass tonight, see how far I can get. Yeah. And then wait. Whoa. What was that? Probably my phone. Somebody texted oh. me or something. Mm. And then I got to wake up whenever I wake up, and I've got however many hours left to get to Milwaukee. So I don't have to be there till Thursday morning at like noon, but I don't want to drive all night again. I want to get there tomorrow, Yeah. check into my Airbnb, and go to fucking bed. Yeah, you're gonna be in Air T and T, which is truck and yeah, and, and uh, I don't know what the other T stands for, but t- uh, ah. frozen toe probably. Damn. Yeah. So right now, like, I got some podcasts queued up, um, some music playing. Yeah. And- speaking of podcasts, man, last night you weren't here. Obviously, you were you were healthily on the road, but uh, last night I. Sp- Spent 
probably talking too much. I think I, I don't know if I wore up my welcome or drove a couple of people off, but we had a pretty good size uh, podcasters roundtable last night with the wheel nerds, and I don't, I, I don't know. They're not the type of guys to edit stuff, so I think the whole, mm. all, the whole thing is just going to get broad, broadcast mm. as is. So I, I might have said, uh, I don't know if I said too much, <laughs> or if I overspoke. What, uh, but I, what I, was it about? Well, they were kind of wondering, sort of along the lines of the give a shift stuff. Um, okay. Hey, should we record any of this? Now I'm recording right now. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So what? Uh, give me a little overview. Yeah. So basically, it was uh, <coughs> Joanne from the Motorific podcast, um, Chuck and Todd from the Wheel Nerds, um, Liza was there. Oh, cool. Helping back my hippie views um, from from NorCal, <laughs> and then uh, Steve from the Cafe Racer podcast was uh, picking us up from Florida. Um, Joanne Don is in Pennsylvania, I think, um, and then um, Ted from the Motorcycle Man up in Jersey, uh-huh. and, and then the guys from the Pace, which I, I have I ever mentioned the Pace to you before? I think I, I think I have. Uh-uh. So James was there. Um, the other guy wasn't there, um, but God, they were three hours ahead of us, you know? So it was like, had to be close to midnight that they were yapping with us. Yeah. And, uh, God, I think, I think I just bled Chuck at one point just said, Larry, I think you've talked more than all of us here. And I, and I came in late. <laughs> so just tell him you're like, I'm not used to it. I got a co-host. So I, I, I know. Uh, and you know how we do. We talk forever. We, we know, right? we'll deep dive on stuff. So yeah, it was. <laughs> Definitely some deep diving that I don't know if they were ready for. We'll and be talking about playing Pokemon Go on a motorcycle. Like, how the hell do we get here? But yeah, yeah. a little off track, just a little, just a little. But yeah, we need Eliza, dude. Liza's on top of that shit. I know she. It was funny because there would be like crickets after I said something, and Liza was like, "Well, and here's what." <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Rad. Point absorbed, <laughs> and Liza moving on. Like, good, good. That's uh, what. She, you know what I She's expected good at that. to do. Yeah, she called me afterwards too, and we chatted a little bit. Just because we've been to the, we've, well, Ted's had um, Robert Pandia on his show too a while ago, but it was a little bit before the give a shift um, thing was happening. You know, it's while he was still repping for Indian, I think. And, oh, okay. Um, and so it was kind of before this whole conscious like he had stepped away and realized that the industry is worried. And so I think Liza and I are kind of moving forward on a bunch of a bunch of ideas and a bunch of things to get like kind of sponsorship for this thing to grow and actually become uh, an advocate program on like a grassroots level for us. Because Robert was just like, hey, you guys, this is your like I'm putting the idea out there, but you guys do what you're going to do. And so Liza's like, let's do it, man. So me and her have been collabing and she's been working with a couple other people, too. Yeah, and I think she might have got a sponsorship while she was up at the one. And by the way, speaking of the one, I heard a great interview with the legendary hooligan racer. (laughs) (laughs) When you told me that, I was like, okay, cool. And then literally about five minutes before I put on that episode, I was like, oh, dude, 
he told me that like four days ago. I wonder if it was, no, like a week. That's right. Cause it was a week before. And I was like, it took me a whole week to realize that you probably meant yourself right before I clicked play. I was like, I wonder if he was talking about himself. Now that I think about it, that's something Chris would do. Cause you said it so uh, casually that I was like, oh, okay, cool. I can't wait to see who it is. <laughs> and then I heard it and I was like, oh, dude. It was actually rad though. So they, they did the interview. Yeah, that was a good, good one. And then there was the quick Vex interview, like before my heat that you could barely hear anything because there were so many bikes going. Yeah. And then um, they talked about it again on the actual show. Cause, so they did like the double dumper, right? So they did like the show that was just interviews from the show. Yeah. And then they did their podcast on Sunday still. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. I think, no, I, they, uh, I, think I may have given Naked Jim an erection. Maybe. And being so cold in Portland, that's uh, saying something. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, and <laughs> I don't know exactly what that means, but it's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't either. they were, uh, Liza, I think was, um, that's a good show. Actually. That's a really good show. I, uh, I'll, I'll shut up about what me and Liza <laughs> talk about off air, <laughs> but that was, Uh-oh. that was a fun, a fun sounding show. Let me just put it that way. Like it sounded like you now guys I'm, had a lot of fun. Now I'm super intrigued by what you guys talked about <laughs> off air. Me and Liza talked about a little bit of everything. I know, but, uh, That's all right. yeah, she, uh, it was uh, a good, the one show was good, man. It was, yeah. They picked up some I, pretty rad interviews, but also I was, I know that like how much fun it can be, you know what I mean? And I was like, I told her, I was like, I'm not sending Chris with the recorder because dude, he won't have any time. Like, you know? Yeah. It's hard, man. I thought about like, uh, I probably should have brought one out to mom and tried because on Saturday I'm going to be sitting there most of the day, but I'm also going to be sitting there trying to sell stuff. Yeah. So, and now I'm like, so I counted, I have 30 items, like 30 knives, a couple of them are like super cheap, like, like little spike things. But, and then I have like a handful of like little, those keychains that I made that you use, right? The yeah. Key hook. Those key hooks are awesome. I, I, I literally I, love wearing that thing on my, on my belt loop. Or dude, my pocket. I wear it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I made it and then I put it on my keys to be like, I want to make sure I'm not losing my keys before I like get rid of these. And then um, I found a handful of them at work, and I was like, shit, I'm going to take them to the show and sell them for, like, five bucks. Yeah, they're totally worth five bucks. They got a bottle opener, and they slide. Sometimes I slide it on my loop, but sometimes my loops are kind of, like, not crispy. They're kind of saggy. Like, Uh right right now I got it on my belt loop, but if I can't, if it won't go on there without me looking because it's just a quick snap-on thing, then I slide it onto my pocket, and either one works great, and it's so rad because before my keys were down – in my pocket, grinding against my leg or my phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to sit on them because I didn't want to bend, like, my uh-huh. m- car key or something, you know. And so just to have them out there, I was like, oh. I never actually wore keys on the outside like this before because working at a shop, you could scratch stuff with that. Yeah, like, and I'm I'm trying to be conscious and, like, put them in my pocket. Yeah. If, like, if I'm moving motorcycles around and shit like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it... um it's kind of nice and it's not what I like. Like I have a couple of butcher's keychain things, right? Yeah. And they're super rad. I really like them and I like the hook style 
But the way he does the leather in the middle, like they're like two and a half, three inches long. Yeah. And your keys hang down real far. Yeah. And I, I have a keychain with that on it. Like my house keys have the butcher one. Yeah. I've they seen actually it. have right. one he did for Harley. Yeah. And it's got the Harley logo. It doesn't even say butcher, but he made them. Um, so this one, I was just like, I was screwing around and I'm like, oh, you know what? Why not see if I can make them? I needed to make a couple changes. And then I guess if I'm going to like sell them at shows or whatever, or maybe give them out, like if someone orders a knife and pays full price, maybe I could send it with it. Um, so I need to like get rid of one of the holes so I can put my logo on it. Right. Yeah. Um, and the bottle opener needs to be a little bit wider, but I know I've tried to adjust the bottle opener before and it's like blows up my whole model. It gets super funky. Weird. Yeah. It's how it doesn't want to cut <laughs> a certain way. Um, yeah. my, it works fine for me. I mean, I've, I haven't had any trouble trouble. I usually, uh, break them over people's heads that are right next to me though. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I don't usually use the actual one on the keychain. <laughs> yeah, I have other ones, so it's like... Yeah, no, or, I, I've used it a or couple in times. scared of, like, testing the point of a knife, I'll, like, stab a fucking beer bottle with my knife yeah. just to... See if it goes through. Yeah, well, it'll go through. I just want, like, multiple abuse on my knife yeah. just to make sure. Yeah, that's great that you have... It's funny to hear that you have 30 pieces because I sound like... It, 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 to me, that sounds kind of like a D&D... Uh, you have 30 pieces of, <laughs> of good, you have 30 goods that you're thinking. Well, so. it's, cr- it's just crazy to think that like, I have that many that I know. I made. I'm I like, know. wow. And like, I can see the progression that I've done. Like that's super cool, but yeah, it's, and I've gotten rid of quite a few too. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. There's definitely snow on the ground at the gas station I'm pulling into. Oh dude. Nar nar. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to, that, that booth is going to be a, you're going to be sharing with Vanilla Cycles, right? At Mama Tried? Yeah, Vanilla Cycles in Caroline, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm pumped. It'll be good. Um, just to like, and I don't know, Carver doesn't have a booth, but he's going to be like, she's selling mugs with his face on him. Yeah, I saw so him. He'll, yeah, he'll probably hang around a little bit, which would be cool. Um, I, I, I so. saw all the swag that she was doing. And I, I can't believe it. And she put uh, that she was tired and that, yes, they're all handmade. And, like, even the stickers, like, she might – she hand-drew the stickers and had them made, but then she applies each sticker to the box. She doesn't, like – you know, she was, well, like, putting four stickers on the boxes, the ones that she wasn't hand-drawing on. Yeah. You know? Most of her boxes are, like, hand-done. And mm-hmm. part of me is, like, Caroline, that's your box. Like, I get that you – like that's super cool that you hand do them. But I'm like, I wonder how many people keep the box. Yeah. God. And I'm like, so it, it's kind of a waste. And I'm like, I, I don't know, put a sticker on the box or get boxes <laughs> printed, but it's super cool because your box matches your mug. That like that's a super rad, yeah. but it's like, what do you do with it? Yeah. You never, you display it. You never drink out of it. Well, she hand paints the mugs and then she hand paints the boxes that the mugs come in. She, that girl's got to have like, like uh writer's cramp you know like oh, just a right? carpal tunnel that's what i'm trying to think of yeah like, just like jacked up tendons from well we talked about it on the show last week like painting on something that's around yeah i can't even imagine i'm definitely standing in snow right now though oh my god yeah uh, but the three the freeways are super clean so it's I funny when it's funny because uh a lot of the people from Wisconsin, um, Amber, who was on episode 77, I've been looking at her, uh, 
you know, her Instagram, she's been out doing like ice biking. Yeah. So I've done it the last couple of years that I was at Mama Tried, I did it. But it, um, it's just one, I, I didn't, I'm not bringing trusty Rusty. Yeah. Since I was driving, I want to leave Sunday a little earlier. And it just like, it's super fun and I have a good time. But I'm like, at the same time, I feel like I'm kind of going above and beyond for Harley and they don't care. And that's a bummer. So I don't know. Maybe that's my personal thing. But um, yeah, mostly it was like, I'm not bringing my bike and I don't have a set of wheels for the XG to, to throw on ice wheels or ice. And I'm like, I'm not going to change tire tires. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it wasn't as feasible. Looked like she was on either a, like a CRF 250 or a 450. I couldn't tell. And then yeah. Chris has been taking his DR up the frozen creeks. And I was like, you know what? It makes sense. Like a creek is pretty much like a frozen trail, like a trail, like a single track, you know? Yeah. Like, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Put some studs on there and take it up a, of basically a frozen single track. It's super fun, and it, you really don't get that cold. Yeah, well, because you're you're moving so much on the bike, like you're staying warm. Yeah. So, I would. Pro- I'm guessing I would freeze, dude. It you you sound you sound a little cold. Um, uh, I, I'm just like my it's still pumping, and I I wash my window on my one side, my windshield, and. uh I just got in my truck so I could turn the heater up. <laughs> God. Yeah, dude. I can't believe that uh, you're you're heading to Milwaukee. The last time I went, I drove through snow. It's been a long, long time. Let's just put it that way. I mean, I've gone snowboarding. On, I, we won't, I'm not counting that. I'm just saying, like, drove and there was snow. Yeah, it's been a I don't while. really, like, I don't mind snow, but I, I don't really want to pull a trailer through snow. And I don't want to be like stuck on the freeway and like everyone going 20 mile an hour and you can't see where you're going. And I'm up in the hills like Salt Lake and getting into like uh, this one reason I skipped I-70. My I you needed chains to go through like Vail. Oh, man. And I'm yeah. like, well, I don't have chains. So they said the 80 was clear. So I'm driving up to the 80. But, you know, you're still going off part of the mountains and that's another reason, like, I want to keep driving right now is um, I don't want to, like, go to sleep and wake up and it's snowing and be like, well, fuck. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep moving as much as I can. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm worried about you driving, like, too long. I don't know how long you've been on the road since you got out of the shop today, but. This is my first tank of fuel since I left the shop. So I, I had a full tank. Yeah. Um. So I just filled it up just now. And I am. I hope it even filled up. Yeah. I guess I wasn't I wasn't all the way down. So it took thirty one and a half gallons. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's like that's like a fleet of uh Harley Davidson's <laughs> like the yeah. aren't the sportster tanks like one point nine gallon or something? Uh the ones we race with are two point two. Yeah, still that's uh fifteen bikes basically you could have filled up. Yeah, right. Uh so. yeah, hey, I Make sure you stop by the Flying J and pick up some of those special little white pills that help you stay up all night and drive. <laughs> I, I just grabbed a Red Bull. Rad. I'm not a. We got a bunch of the one show like they said free, so we just grabbed them out of the thing. I'm really not a huge fan. I like Five Hour Energy better, but they cost money, and these aren't. Right. Well, Red so. Bull. Yeah, Red Bull sponsors Rad. Uh, you know, extreme sports. So I'm down with Red yeah. Bull. Yeah, I man. really don't. 
I really try not to do either, but yeah, no, if I mean, I'm trying to drive by myself, it's yeah. I I've driven you, with uh, my brother to Arkansas um, from you know from San Diego, and that was a hellacious drive because he couldn't stay up more than four hours, and so I ended up. It was a 27 hour drive. And I drove about 15 of it and then went to sleep. And then he drove for four and then I drove the rest. And oh, wow. On the way back, we made it in 24 hours. We must have been hauling ass through Texas. And I drove for 20 of those hours. And so, yeah. dude, yeah, it was not cool. Uh, That's actually like the hard part about what I have right now is like I'm going solo. So, yeah. Like, I don't even mind driving if someone else is talking to me. Yeah. So this is actually, like, it's awesome because it's it's knocking out a good chunk of time and I don't even realize it. All right, everybody, it's coming up on an hour. While we talk about gay cowboys and shooting stuff and all the fun stuff that we talked about, we're going to take a brief intermission. Hey, everyone, co-host Chris, and I wanted to remind you, if you are in Milwaukee for the Mama Tried event... To stop by my table at the show, I will be there selling custom handmade fixed blade knives. Um, so bring a little cash or get ready to shoot me some PayPal because you're definitely going to want to buy one or two or three or maybe the whole table worth and be prepared. Come say hi. Yeah, that was like literally he was he was no help except for the fact that like we would we would make jokes and stuff, you know. And, like, yeah. He'd he'd make me laugh so I didn't <laughs> careen off the freeway. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a gnarly, gnarly drive. And and you're going even further. You're going I can't even think of how much further it is. I'm just gonna PX my truck. I just don't wanna be so I wanna leave it running, so I don't wanna go into this little bathroom. <laughs> Have it idle like, away. <laughs> <laughs> well i go in and there's like no restroom she's like oh it's out back there's a fucking gtr in utah wow I guess we're, clo- we're close to salt lake so they have yeah, money up there there's probably uh i think there's a rad like the the utah motorsports campuses uh miller and yeah. miller in utah that's what it used to be called and now it's called oh, yeah. no i think it's called i think it's called utah motorsports campus huh yeah, that's the old Miller. I think that was down by Tuella or whatever, however you pronounce that. It might have been. I know a lot of guys from Cali go there because it's not that bad of a drive. Yeah. Yeah, Salt Lake. That's Is that mid? I forget where that is. That's middle, right? I think it's way up at the top. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I've, I haven't really been, like, that far through, like, St. George or whatever the hell. Brian Head is farthest no, I think I've been. you're right. It is kind of middle three-quarters up. Yeah. Utah might be bigger than I thought. Yeah, Utah's a pretty big square. Uh, Utah has kind of a panhandle to it. Uh-huh. And Salt Lake is like right at the bottom right-hand corner of the panhandle. Huh. Yeah, the Utah pan the famous Utah panhandle. <laughs> yeah, not not the famous Texas one, but the no. Utah one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And the Florida one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're making pretty good time, man. Like you just left yesterday. Yeah, I make a horrible time, but yeah. I mean, when I'm moving, I'm making good time, but, but you're, but I'm saying for solo, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Not too bad. Cause you got a trailer too. It's not like you're just cruising in like a little Nissan Sentra or like a 
or even like right. a sports car. You're cruising in like a big ass truck with the trailer. Yeah, and Utah's got an 80 mile an hour speed limit, and they're like, dude, semis are passing me. Yeah, and I, I'm, <laughs> I've been averaging about 70, and yeah. if it starts getting like, uh, uh you doing okay. that Tokyo drift on the freeway with the trailer getting <laughs> stepping yeah. out a little bit, right? So yeah, if it's like super weird, I'll slow down. Has, has like, it got weird yet? No, luckily it gets man. it gets twisty though. Like so, nothing got weird, but it's like, yeah, it's getting like twisty, and I'm like, fuck that, I'll slow down. Like I'm not trying to race through the canyons. Yeah, that's the one thing about Utah is that it's really beautiful, but there mm-hmm. there are those parts where you're going up through those like, you know, the rocky, they're rocky yeah. like really beautiful scenic drives, but yeah, you can't go through too fast through there. I don't even know if it's beautiful. It's been nighttime most yeah, of the time I've been here. I know. You're you're driving through like the most beautiful part of the desert and unfortunately yeah. you can't take a peek. I know. <laughs> That's, when the sun um, comes up, hopefully I'm gonna be in Nebraska. So. Yeah, yeah. Cornfields and flatlands. Yeah, which is like Kansas, but just as bad. Yeah. Uh dumber football teams from what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, we were last night we got pretty good on the I don't know why. It just keeps coming up. Uh, the electric thing You know what I mean I feel like it's just One of those things That people just are like Neglecting And they don't want to Admit is like Gonna be happening But we were, we, we, we all kind of Got off on the electric thing Cause nobody Was really talking about that Until me and Liza Brought it up Yeah And uh, It made me think of I was reading this thing today About the That guy that we were Talking about a while back That is riding That Zero across the the same trail that George Wyman did back in like 1903 or whatever on a Harley. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, um, the guy was talking about just what you feel on an electric bike, how you fe- you like feel the landscape, and it made me think of that, like how rad it would be to go cross country on an electric bike and like be a part of the uh, desert or a part of the mountains as you're cruising through, because you don't have anything distracting you from that you know what i mean i think someone at alta needs to send us a couple street legal supermotos Mm -hmm. so we can figure that out with some extra wheels we need some dirt wheels Mm -hmm. and i need some flat track wheels oh yeah and i think uh we should buy a lightning motor maybe a crusher buy one that they had a like safety test and get a ural and convert it to like a dual lightning because they're two-wheel drive we'll just put a lightning motor on each (laughs) drive wheel Oh man! And have this like crazy bonsai rig that can do like 300 miles an hour. <laughs> we made it I across like, Nebraska in an hour. What do you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's coming. And what we have to do as a community is embrace it and help it and improve it. Like yeah. And and I think the other companies have to embrace it and work with it. Like the motorcycle industry is a tight knit industry where you can't you can't just try to shut everyone out. Like you need to help everyone out. And I, I think like, to me, that's, that's what's going to really help it go. Yeah. Um, whether it's with lightning or zero or Ulta or whatever, like, or Energica. Yeah. I mean, here, here's I, something I, that I was thinking about today, actually after that. Cause like I said, I felt like I said way too much last night. Everyone, I like, I think I bored everybody. I think Steve left. He just like beeped out. It was getting late anyway, but I think he was just like, dude, this guy isn't going to let anybody talk 
edgewise. I'm just going to bail now. <laughs> so, but what I was thinking about today was, um, Ted was like, listen, they're never going to quit making cruisers. And I, I'm with him <laughs> on that. Cause like, just because it's the drivetrain is going to change. Doesn't mean that the style is going to change, you know, just cause it's electric doesn't mean everything's going to be a sport bike. Cause every- for sure. I think right now, the, and you know, we've talked about this. I think right now the style that's going to help electric is I really like Alta's dirt bike niche yeah. because dude, you can go like they said in Oregon, but even like, not that you're supposed to ride Beaumont, but you can go ride Beaumont or Gorman or whatever total green sticker. You're not making any of the neighbors mad. Like yeah. you're not making any noise. You're not causing any fires. Like you're out riding in these places and you're basically not leaving out a trace. Yeah. There was a Phil was just talking about on Cleveland moto, how he rode down some pier out by the um, coast guard. And since the thing wasn't making a noise, the guard was just like waving at him like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, or, you know, like, Hey, how's it going? And he's like, yeah, because it was like, am I on a, am I on a bicycle or am I on a motor, like an electric bike? Like, what am I on? You know, cause he wasn't hauling ass. It was out on a pier. So he was like, just cruising. And that's, that's going to change. Like that's because people's perception of it right now is that it's not a motorcycle and that will, that will eventually change. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, sure. Take advantage of it while you can. Yeah, I know. But, <coughs> but I me. think the dirt bike thing is a great, is a great niche. Yeah. Um, I've you heard know, I don't, you, you know how Paris has having like a lot of trouble with noise and every, uh-huh. every track does. I heard that there was places that were getting shut down, um, up along, in the central Valley and even up North, like by vineyards and stuff. Cause people don't want a uh, bunch of noise when they're doing wine tastings and all this stuff. And it's like, well, dude, this is, was, this was here first, but what they've done well, is they've converted it to electric. Uh, and I think that they provide at least like five or six bikes. And then if you have them and zeros up there anyway, and, and, and I think uh light, I don't know if lightning has electric dirt bikes, but I'm sure like there's a couple companies up there that sell more than just zero motorbikes. They probably sell Altas and stuff up there in, in the, you know, San Fran area. But yeah. what they did is they converted this track to electric and that way they didn't have to shut down and the neighbors don't complain. And they're like, dude, we can get twice as many people here because we're only electric. So they don't have to compete with dudes that are ripping around that aren't used to not hearing them or whatever the thing was, you know? Yeah. But I was like, that's one cool way to do it. Another, you know, another thing is the, I think part- it's a, it's a super sad way to do it. And it's a shame because people are hypocrites. Like, People are asshole hypocrites, and that's really all it is. Like, look at, look at Laguna Seca. Like that track's been there how long? Yeah, it's and like people it's, move out there, and they're like, I don't like the noise. And yeah. it's like, well, I'm sorry, it was here before you. That's like Paris. Paris has always been. Yeah, out. luckily, Paris Auto Speedway. When they build all those houses, everyone had to sign a contract right. that says they know because. But the advantage they have is that's a fairground. Yeah, for sure. There's so, al- there's already, unfortunately, you see that at Del Mar. Like Del Mar, uh, the horses don't make noises, but the motorcycles do. So the motorcycles aren't there, aren't probably see, allowed you anymore. You see it, at, yeah. You see it at Costa Mesa Speedway. You know when that thing started in the '60s, like there was no one around there. But now they want the speedway bikes and the Harley Knights. Like they want them shut down at a certain time, and they gotta like. But it, it's. It's like, dude, you bought an apartment or a house close to a racetrack because it was cheap. Yeah. And now you want it quiet so your house, your home value goes up. Like, 
Yeah. Look at John Wayne Airport. Like, same thing. Like, you know, it's, I don't know. It's a shame, but it is what it is. I mean, yeah. that's, but during the fair at, at the Speedway at Orange County Fairgrounds, actually, during the fair, people call and complain about the noise and they're like, fair's going on too bad. Right. But during a Speedway night, they're like, oh, yeah, we they have to be quiet by a certain time. And it's like, dude, hold everything to the same standard. Be like, well, fairgrounds yeah. were here, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, fairgrounds, uh, yeah. And that's one thing, that's one point that we didn't really get it into because already everybody, of course, Ted, those guys don't like, uh, I mean, they're pretty Harley-centric, but they like all bikes. But they're like, you know, we don't want to. Like, there'll always be ice bikes for us out there. And I was like, you know what? There probably will because, um, A, maybe a lot of the things that we talked about, we didn't really focus on this either, but a lot of the things that we talked about are USA-centric only. I mean, because I, I just, I replied to an email today about it, like going, hey, I know we talked about electric a little bit as part of this thing. Um and that's not the only problem. The only problem isn't like getting cleaner stuff, you know what I mean? But electric solves a couple problems with, with newer riders that don't want to learn how to freaking uh-huh. drive a car. Hell, they don't want to learn how to shift and all that. You just twist it and go. It's quiet. Yeah. I was thinking today because they were like talking about how they they don't want to get rid of the the feeling that you get, the ethereal feeling of like the the how how – ice engines vibrate your bones you know what i mean when they go by and they're loud and like you can feel it go by yeah you know when we rode the zero i got a lot of those feelings still like the only one you don't get is the ear one and i was thinking the biggest problem i have on the freeway is the freaking my ears and if you have a bike that you don't have to worry about like racers legit racers whether you're a car or bike wear earplugs and probably have some sort of hearing loss so what? I'm not legit. Oh, you're legit. Yeah. But I'm saying you probably, if you don't wear earplugs, like you're, you're probably hearing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I, I don't wear earplugs. I probably should, but it, the pressure on my ears, mm. I feel like fucks with my balance. Oh, I used to, right. I used to wear them when I would commute, but I, I'm also the type I do not wear earbuds and listen to music. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people love music and I'm like, no, I want to know what's going on. Yeah. Like I, I want that sense available. But so I don't know. I don't know where I stand on that. But a lot yeah. of a lot of guys do wear like the little earplugs yeah. and the helmet. And I, a good helmet is better too. Like yeah. put on a good high quality helmet and it it's a lot quieter wind noise yeah. and a lot oh, more sound dude, deadening. I see that with my I used to have a Shira, uh showy and like mm-hmm. I didn't would never consider wearing earplugs and that sparks that I have, I love it. But the ring around the bottom, like, delaminated and came off, like, the little rubber strip. And just that thing let so much air in that I have to wear earplugs now. Or, I like, even going, like, over 35, I feel like I'm going to go deaf. Uh And it's like – but on an electric bike, that's the – if you had a good helmet, you wouldn't need earplugs anymore because you don't have a motor to – and I was thinking, like, I didn't – But you still – if you're going down the freeway 70 or 80 or 90 because it's a motorcycle, so 90, you get a lot of wind noise. You do. But not that's not saying that killing that motor noise isn't helping. Yeah. Well the downside I see though are cars hear you. Like Yeah. Yeah, so being a Harley and a sport bike guy, yeah. Cars hear the Harley and they're a little more responsive and a little more respectful, but I think that's also people's personality and it's kinda sad that they're not respectful to all motorcycles. Yeah. But I notice it too, like 
I'll hear a sport bike go by with a stock exhaust and I don't notice them until they're at my window. Yeah. And I'll hear like a Harley with a kind of loud pipe or a loud pipe. And I'm like, I'm looking for him before I even see him. Yeah. So and I think it's a give and take for all of us. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I have a relatively quiet exhaust on my Harley, but I still have an exhaust on it. But you can't like. Oh, my wife thinks that thing is like. <laughs> she's like that thing is so loud when he leaves, and I was like, it's pretty <laughs> loud because it's dead quiet. There's nothing to compare it against. Yeah, and if I if I'm leaving your house at ten or eleven at night, like it's super <laughs> silent. So. Yeah, my yeah. house like the air, the, for, the 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 neighborhood, not your bike. <laughs> yeah, when I've been like leaving, when I was commuting for work on it, if I leave at like quarter after six, like the house I have now has got a downhill driveway. I'll coast out the driveway in yeah. neutral and I'll start hitting the starting button with it in neutral as I'm going down the driveway. Yeah. And then I'll roll a little bit down and fire it up and like I'll be rolling and kick it in a second. Yeah. But yeah, well, the, the like that's what Ted's thing was too. He's like, you know what? When I'm riding my Harley, there's plenty of times where I, re- you know, I if I'm not giving some of the horn, I'm giving them the rev bomb. And, yeah. No. And then I think it was Chris from the Pace was like, "Well, you know what? Like, all of my bikes have super quiet exhausts, and I use like situational awareness, and I'm not even there when dumb shit happens because I'm like already looking for it way ahead." And I'm like, "Yeah." So either way, ride like yeah. you're being seizure or use your, you know, thing. So I'm the like, thing is, <clears throat> it's a combination of all of them. Like I yeah. have. Like my Dyna has 75,000 miles on it. And a lot of that is commuting back and forth to work. And like, if you're lane splitting up and down the 605 or the 991 or whatever, like, yes, I agree. Like motorcyclists that are motorcyclists and have been for a long time and haven't died, they have that situational awareness, but you can't like, you can't be like, Oh, I use that blah, blah, blah. Like, you still need the advantage of a car seeing you and knowing you're there also. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll have a car do something stupid and I basically want to yell at them. So I'll rev bomb their window. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I was. I didn't, I didn't, I had all these funny thoughts as we were talking about this. And like, I hear that on the freeway too, all the time. I hear so much rev bombing and, uh, and, uh, it's just so funny. And, I I was I didn't type this back to them but I was thinking it like in the future like it, as this Moto uh Moto E comes online in 2019 and they get people I I imagine that Valentino Rossi he signed I there uh well we'll talk about that in a second but I imagine that those are the type of guys him and like John McGinnis are probably going to be guys that like pick this stuff up first. I don't think that they're going to bring like Moto 2 guys up there. I think it might be like a Twilight series for for fast guys that are looking for uh, a new uh, I, a new series. I figured it would be like the younger riders or something, like a support series for them. But yeah, I can see. I'm not sure. I could see someone like Rossi maybe retiring from GP and going to that. Yeah, like that's what I think. Him, him, and McGinnis, and if Guy Martin, he Guy Martin's been saying he's going to quit motorcycle racing because nothing. It's the same old shit basically. And nothing, no advancements in technology or anything's been happening. And like Honda almost killed him, you know, a few times. With a, bo- a box of neutrals? <laughs> yeah, with the box of neutrals. And so he's like, dude, I'm ready for something new. So I imagine that he'll probably look into that too uh, as like a – And hasn't he I mean, been playing around with some electric stuff? Anyway? Oh, yeah. He's been playing around with electric and probably diesel stuff too. Like he's been – 
for yeah. the past couple of years, he's been fidgeting around secretly with the you with know, that type of stuff. I agree with him. Like, if you look at a CBR 1000 right now, it basically hasn't changed in 10 years. Mm. Um, Dude, there are the, bikes out there that you can buy a service manual for for exactly 10 to 12 years. And um, one of them that comes to mind is the FJR 1300. Another yeah, one. that's a different category, though. Like, I feel like those bikes, like a Goldwing is a perfect example of a bike that can last almost 20 years with small changes because it – it doesn't need that advancement, but something like a legit full on sport bike, like you would think that there would be more technology for them. And there really isn't like, yeah. look at the S 1000 R Beamer. Like, I don't think that thing's changed in 10 years. Yeah. The, the, what, the only thing that it's got really, I mean, it's changed fairings a couple times where the FJR hasn't like changed anything. <laughs> like you look at, yeah. you look at a, a primered part number for like, 2000 and it's the same well like 2011 or something like that well it's like it's the remember same the, as it is now the first gen uh ninja 250 yeah it didn't change until like 2010 or something it, right when it became from like, like 19 bike. from like 1989 or right, whatever right yeah because I, I don't feel like it needed to yeah and now that like what are they calling it the small bikes the lightweight or i don't know yeah like the, that class all of a sudden is popular but yeah well like yeah you know like the they are they are getting more popular and they're they're changing a little bit more and now it's like with euro well 4, they're also they also keep making them bigger which i'm like that's defeating the purpose i just saw like ninja they're doing the 400 is it a 400 now? Yeah, it went from so 250 went, to 300 to 400. Yeah, and I'm like, well, what's the point of... I don't like, I don't think they could get the smaller one uh, to pass the Euro 4 because they just... It's so weird. Euro 4 just happened like in 2016, and that's why we saw all these new bikes in 2016 and 17, and now that it's 2018, Euro 5 is happening again really fast. They're trying to like outlaw... You know what I'm saying? They're trying to outlaw ice engines altogether. Europe, half of Europe, the European Union is going electric anyway. That's what that's what we were talking about last night too. Is that car manufacturers in Europe are going are committing to all electric within? They're trying to get it with by the next five years. You know what I'm saying? It's and insane, but it is insane. And and the thing is, is you're like, oh, well, it takes a long time to develop a thing. Well, they've been developing it though. They've been working on this shit for a long time. They just haven't like marketed it because it's not sellable. But here's the thing, I kind of wonder about at least in the states, and I know we're not trying to go there in five years. But can you imagine if we went electric in five years? Like we don't have the infrastructure yeah. for renewable energy. We don't. And Europe, Europe's not that far ahead of us. Like. Those assholes hate windmills just as much as Americans do because yeah. they're an eyesore, but they want to be all green. And it's like, dude, why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, people are like, I'm all about green energy, but I don't want my neighbor to have solar panels on their house. They look ugly. And I'm yeah. like, then you're not about green energy. Like, you're a hypocrite again. <laughs> right. Well, but, I mean, yeah, can you imagine all the gas stations on the freeway just like yeah. are done and shut down? Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't imagine it. But, and, and the thing is, is that, um, we would like basically dry up. There would, there would be like a huge reset in, uh, an upset actually in the, in the economy and the way everything We're such a, um, the big three did a really good job of, oh, yeah. do, of, of getting the oil companies and getting like mass transportation 
thrown under the bus, uh, literally, um, because they didn't want buses to be <laughs> more. But basically, what yeah. I'm getting at is America is a nation of highways because of the the pull that Detroit had for such a long time and, and partnership with the oil companies and, well, and the lobbies. And the pull that, yeah, the pull that Houston has. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side to that, too, is we're also a nation of highways because we have a lot more landmass. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, we need... We need uh, I mean, to be able to get here to there more quickly. How long does it take to drive from the northern tip of Scotland to the southern tip of England? I don't know. It, it took them uh, one episode of Long Way Down. So. <laughs> See? <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> they could have been a live episode. I have no idea. Like just And they, and they, stopped, at that, they stopped at Silverstone Racetrack overnight. Yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. uh, the thing, the other thing is that companies like BMW and Mercedes and Audi that are European companies that also have a huge presence here are investing and Volkswagen, you know, Volkswagen being part of Audi, they, the presence that they have here is large enough and they're sick of diesel gate and all this stuff. They're sick of trying to meet emission stuff that I think that's why they're going all electric. And I, I told the people last night, I was like, dude, the easiest way to make some, to make a change is to only offer that thing like the new, you know, anything like the new I, iPhones don't have like uh, headphone ports. So what's that going to do? Nothing right now. But in about two years when everyone else's phone's taking a shit and you have to go get a new one, you're going to be buying Bluetooth headphones. And that's going to, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's that sort of thing where like. Well, and what um, do you do when your freaking Bluetooth headphone battery dies? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And the the thing about what do you do when your gas station dries up is that like, well, BMW and Volkswagen and Audi, they're push they're doing a lot of uh infrastructure development here right now, but it's just not popular. You know what I'm saying? Here's another side of the electric equation that I feel like no one talks about. We always hear about range, right? Yeah. That car has a fifty or hundred, hundred and fifty or five hundred mile range. But how is isn't electricity measured in kilowatt hours? Yeah. Okay, so if the Tesla, what is it, the S80 or whatever, has a 200 mile range, but it uses 50 kilowatt hours, mm-hmm. well, is that good? Is that efficient, or is that not efficient? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and we're gonna like we look at, you know, I I love like. My truck's a perfect example. They're like, oh, it's got a lot of range. Well, of course it does. It costs $100 to fill the fucking tank. Yeah. It's got a 34, (laughs) 35-gallon fucking diesel tank. Yeah, it's got a lot of range. That doesn't save me money. MPG saves me money. Yeah. Like, MPG is good for the environment. It's how far can I go per one gallon of fuel? So how, like, I... We're going to get to the point where I think we were at the point where or we are at the point where the range of an electric car is important because it's limited. Yeah. But we're soon with the competition coming in. We're soon going to be at the point where you're like how many kilowatt, how many miles can you go in one kilowatt hour? Yeah. As Steve um, from the Cafe Racer podcast was also saying the the range, you know, what about the range? What about charge times? And I was like, I was thinking about that too. And I said, you know, that guy that was is riding across the United States, I was thinking about there's actually more places to charge your 110 accepting zero motorcycle, how they just plug right into the wall. 
than there is to fill up your car because you think of anywhere that's got a plug, it doesn't have to yeah, be a gas station. But are you going to go 150 miles a day and that's then what, wait eight hours? That's what he said. For, that's what he said. And that's I've been, where Tesla's killing him right now is it takes what 20 or 30 minutes to fill up. Yeah. And I mentioned to him the stuff that I know about, you know, the, the quick, you know, the infrastructure that's being built, that's trying to get it down to seven minutes. Cause that's what a get average gas station time is well, like and seven and a half minutes or something. Here's the thing. Like it can be a little bit longer because when you're filling up your gasoline vehicle, you should stand by the pump. Mm-hmm. When you're filling up your electric vehicle, it's not going to spill out all over the ground and catch fire. Yeah. So it could be a 15 minute pump instead of seven minute pump. Mm-hmm. But I, I also get that it needs to be kind of competitive. Like, can you imagine you're like, oh, shit, my range is low. Hey, 15 minutes is a lot better than three or four hours, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, even that would be a giant leap. One of the things. But that's one that's the, why I was asking about, like, the Nissan Leaf. If I can plug it into 110, I don't yeah. care if it I don't care if it charges in seven minutes at my house. I want it to charge in eight or ten hours. Yeah. Well, and you're probably not going to if you just commute in it 30 miles one way that's going to last you like two or three days on one charge. Cause it's only going to be 60 miles. I think it said that one was a 150 mile range. Yeah. So that's two days, right. That you got out of one charge Yeah, and like 30. So if I could drive to work and drive home and then plug it into 110 at home, it would always be good. Yeah. And I think that was another thing that everybody was, uh Oh, don't press. Oh my God. My dog is jumping on the recorder. She's like trying to screw this up. She's like, I don't want you to, record anymore so yeah like you you know you made a good point of there's more 110 outlets and there are gas stations <laughs> yeah if you're willing to like stop and like you know well that's the other thing is that amanda zito i because i replied back to them this morning in this email like hey i was just thinking about our guest that we had on a couple weeks ago she said she only drives 170 miles a day before and she takes it slow and stops and admires things you know she doesn't rush from point a if you know, eight, I'm gonna do an iron butt every damn day till I get to my destination. She like does it in like a couple hour stints, you know, like like 175 miles is what three hours on the road. But I think that's also a rarity. Like when I did my long trip, there were a lot of days where I only did 100 miles. Yeah, there were also days where I did 850 miles because I needed to get somewhere and I only had so much time off work. Yeah. And it like, it's unfortunate. Like, yeah, I would have liked to take more time going through Idaho, but yeah. I didn't have it. I yeah. needed to get to the West coast so I could enjoy the West coast a little bit before yeah. I was back home. Like, so you can't you, be, you can't be flexible. You can either, you can do it the first way you were doing it, but then if you start to pull up short somewhere, yeah, you're going to either, you're yeah. going to be getting uh unpaid and, leave. <laughs> yeah. And Amanda Zito might do 170 miles in a day, but how much of that's like off-roading and through trails? Like that's yeah. going to kill your range. Yeah, I, I was wondering about that, how much that takes off of, uh, you know, how much if you're getting 180 miles like Carl was or whatever it was that he said he got, how much yeah. off-road is going to eat that I watched, in half? I watched the percentage meter on the on the zero drop quite a bit, and I rode it for a mile. Yeah. But you know, I was, you know what it's going to do? I was do? also hooligan riding the shit out uh, yeah, of it because I, know, I wanted I know. to know what it would do. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I want to do that. Like, it's I want to hit an on-ramp and do a wheelie because it's fun or yeah, whatever. Like, it's going to encourage people to, like, lose probably, 
you know, get down to like where they're like 10% body fat if they really want to get the most out of their cars, which is <laughs> the, like, that's the, that's the like thing that's going to happen is everyone's just going to be, cause Jeffrey Carver, God, he weighs less than I do. And he's like twice as tall. And, uh, I think he weighs like 30 pounds less than I do. And that guy is like he, six something, right? Uh, I don't think he's six something. I think he's my height or maybe a touch oh, shorter. Oh, really? Okay. And he weighs, maybe he is right. Maybe he is 5'11 or 6 foot. Yeah. And I he only he weighs like 100, one, 130, he said. I think so. Yeah. God, he weighs 30 pounds less than I do. But, but see, he's a he's a fit trim 130. Well, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. He'd be ideal for riding an electric bike a long way because he'd be less of a drag on it than like me and you. <laughs> <laughs> like, But the thing that's, is, is like. That's why I ride a 450-pound hooligan bike. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the other thing I was thinking is that uh, – cruisers already weigh 900 fucking pounds if you make most of that battery instead of like metal you know like it's gonna be pretty cool um you're gonna have the same it's gonna it's not gonna feel weird to those guys that are used to riding these huge tanks around and you're gonna have the range i think too like you know you see like a bagger like a harley bagger yeah it weighs a ton but how much could they actually get rid of but for ease of manufacturing and to keep the look and styling all the same, they don't. They leave it. So because it's not a concern. Yeah. Where, yeah, if you were trying to shed some weight off of an electric bike, like maybe the electric motor would become a stress member of the frame. Yeah. On even a cruiser, you know, I, I think it's got some potential that could be cool, but I don't know. It's definitely not happening tomorrow. No, it's definitely it, not happening tomorrow. And the thing, but it's already happening today at the same time, right? And and everybody, even Joanne, was like, "I'm not. I don't want to give up because she rides a um, a speed triple, I think, and uh, or a street triple. I forget which one she rides, but she's like, dude, I don't want to give up the feeling of this thing, you know.' And she's ridden like a whole yeah. bunch of different bikes that are just like kick ass. And the same with Especially Liza. Not yet, like. Eliza, she said that she got that new bike, and I Googled it. It is sick. Dude, yeah, she got basically the, like, Supermoto Adventure Duke. Yeah, like, it's like a Supermoto Touring. Yeah. It's FNT, she's so. fucking just a – she's collecting KTMs now. <laughs> well, she had a Super – she has a Super Duke anyway, right? Yeah, and she didn't Which get rid is, of it. She just added to it. Good. I, it must, it's not the new Super Duke. It, it's the 990 Super yeah, her Super Duke's the 990, and then the one that she got is a the old, a little. It's a couple years old. Uh, it's the. But I think it's a 990 also. Though. Yeah, it's a 990 SMT. I think she said it was called, and I was like, "What the fuck is?" That? I couldn't think of what it was called, and when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, Supermoto Touring, basically, is what yeah. SMT stands for." But yeah. dude, it is sick, and and yeah, so there, she's like, "I have like a bunch of." She has like a, a jillion because I was like, "Do you still have that versus that you had?" She's like, "Yeah, I still got that, and I still got this and this." She's like, "Every single one of my bikes serves a different purpose." You know, I was like, "Yeah, that's true." She's gonna be the she's gonna be basically like Phil of Cleveland Moto, but of uh, Santa Cruz. And, yeah, uh, and and, and I say that mine serve a different purpose, but I don't know if they all do. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, eventually, I think all hers run though. Like she's got a speed on that. Most of them run, I should yeah. say. But I, eventually, I think she'll have an electric bike too. And I think the consensus was from everybody that yeah, nobody is going to give up their electric bike. But today they were emailing back. But you know, now that you mention it, I would get one for shooting around town. And that's like you and I. Commute, you know, we were saying like, dude, the zeros, they don't get, you know, 180 miles range. How often do I drive or even ride more than 180 miles? I might go for a rip around the canyons and stuff, 
but one, you know, one day, but I'm not commuting like yeah, 180 miles a day. When we went, when we did that ride to the roses, it was a hundred miles or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and we weren't, and we didn't stop for lunch long enough for it to have gotten any significant charge. I don't think we were there for not even well, an hour, right? Unless, yeah, unless Newcombs is putting out 110 plugs anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I mean, you could like you could have pulled it over. You could have pulled it over there onto the little balcony and plugged it in, you know, or pulled it into the since it's on, since it's not a dirty oil dripping bike. You could have probably yeah, pulled it into that store and plugged it in. They would have. If let you're us. the only one, what if there's two or three of us? <laughs> That's true. Extension cord with the power strip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but I don't know. Were we there an hour? Uh, I, we were probably there about an hour. Yeah, so you could have got a little bit of a charge, you know, a recharge. Even 20% would have been something, I guess. Yeah, but, but it, I think, like, if I was, I have a 30-mile one-way commute. I, if I was in the situation to commute on a bike every day, I would totally be down. Yeah. But with zero, with not knowing what Lightning's doing and with seeing Ulta making leaps and bounds and lowering their prices... I would be so scared to go by a zero right now. Yeah. Sorry, z- sorry, zero for the bad press, but you're telling me your prices are only going up and Ulta's five grand. Like, there's a reason that when the iPhone came out, how many years ago it cost how many hundred, and now it really costs about the same. Yeah. And you're getting so much more. Like, I think there's a yeah. lot of that stuff to it that people aren't really looking at yeah. or thinking of. Zero. Like, I think. I think the price needs to drop as technology gets better. Like, I'm sorry, but that's where electric stuff's at. Like, right. And and this is still, even at this point, Zero's been out for a few years. I mean, Zero's been around since like 2006 or something like that. And this is still, this is still the early adopter phase. I mean, we're still uh, at the point where it's not uh, any, any, any significant market saturation. Zero is still such a, such a minuscule part of the industry. I'm not in the income group where I can go buy a $15,000 motorcycle that might be worth five grand in a year or yeah. 10 grand. And uh, sorry, crazy Carl. I think you're fucking crazy that if I buy a $15,000 zero, it'll be worth 15 grand in a year. Yeah. Like no, if lightning, nothing, if light- nothing appreciates. Nothing stays that even a brand new yeah. CVO bagger depreciates right off the Well, line. and you know what? If, if, it dropped down to 12 grand. Like, cause that's what he said. The one on the floor was, I'd be okay with that. But here's the thing. If zero drops to street or if uh, lightning drops a street legal bike, like they're talking about, I think it would depreciate to like two or three grand. Yeah. Well, dude, look what happened to Indian. All of a sudden they announced Indian is going to be taking over and victory is going to be out the door. And the freaking impulse that they had bought from Bramo goes from 17000 to $8,000, more than half, or let's just say a 50% yeah. cut. What all of a sudden makes those bikes only worth eight grand? I almost shit a brick and went out to get one when that happened because I've always wanted an Impulse. It was the Impulse 100s that were dropping down to $8,000, which is the highest tier that cost you like 21000 bucks. you know, when the base model one was like, 14 you know and, and the one that could do 100 for 100 miles was like 21 or whatever the hell it was and you're going dude this is now eight thousand dollars plus you get a three thousand dollar uh credit from california plus you get yeah. like a nine hundred dollar 
credit from the Air Resources Board or, or the IRS or some bullshit. Some, there's like a ton of incentives that brings that even like a Bramo, I mean, even a um, Zero or Alta down to like the eight or 9,000, you know, from 14 down to nine because there's like so many incentives, tax incentives in this and that, that I was thinking about, dude, that $8,000 bike is now $5,000. Alta just needs to send creative writing to street legal Altas with a couple sets of wheels. We'll test them out. Saying. Yeah. We'll be your Southern California representatives. Well, and, and we'll put some miles on them. One more thing is that aside from Energica, all those companies that we've mentioned are made in America. Like I think it's going to be electric's going to bring, bring the sexy back. It's going to bring American manufacturing back. The only, the only thing that look it's at, not going to do uh, is uh, Tesla. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, and and it's hella bad for the environment to mine some of the stuff that batteries are made out of, and it sucks yeah. because we're getting it from like China and Africa and and other places where they're raping the uh, environment and the people that live there that have to they can't afford not to do it but i was just reading that stupid e, e action bike mag that i've had laying around here for the past couple of weeks and i started reading this thing that they had about battery technology and it's so funny the guy that developed the lithium ion battery was named john good enough <laughs> and i was yeah. like that is so rad it was good enough for him he actually has found a, a couple new they're playing around with lithium carbon because lithium ion can catch on fire and once yeah. lithium catches on fire it can't get put out and so lithium carbon doesn't catch on fire, but it's a little bit less dense. You need like twice as much as you do for lithium ion. So you huh. have to have a twice as a big battery to get the same amount of juice. But it's kind of like how we were talking about carbon fiber and steel, where carbon fiber can get hit over and over and over and over until it hits its maximum point, where steel, you bend, it's, it's worth 2,500 2, pounds. You bend it 2,499 once, and then you bend it one pound, and it's done, right? Yeah. They were saying that this carbon, lithium carbon, where a lithium-ion battery in like five or ten years, after you hit that like max duty lifetime, like how they say mm-hmm. some of them are worth like 50,000 charges, and then, well, it, then it only holds like 8% of the charge. So what used to get you – they were talking for e-bikes. What used to get you 20-mile range on an electric bicycle is now only getting you five on a full charge because it can't hold, it can't hold it. Carbon doesn't yeah. have that. And huh. um, But the batteries have to be bigger. But the John Goodenough guy came out – he's coming out with the – Poly, a, some sort of glass polymer and the glass doesn't um, form like little metal metallic stalactites across the cells where they can short circuit and stuff. The glass uh. basically self-insulates and it holds a denser charge and I think if if it was the glass polymer that they were using uh, in these drills, they're trying it out on electric drills and small stuff right now where they can just like ramp up production really quickly, it charges mm-hmm. in 15 freaking seconds. Like the drill oh, wow. charges to full power in like, you know, under a minute. And yeah. so expand that out to a bigger battery, even if it takes 20 minutes. Like that's way better than five hours, you know what I'm saying? Or, right, or right. eight hours or whatever the hell they were saying. It takes like from zero to 100% on a 110, you know what I'm saying? If you don't have a quick charger or something. It's just incredible huh. the the – because – one of the listeners, Eric, he's always sending us stuff about how terrible green energy is. And it is. I mean, like you and I have talked about this. We never officially talked about it on air, but how shitty 
the carbon footprint of an actual green vehicle is is not very green <laughs> you know it's not very green at all yeah so they're they're looking over the lifetime of the vehicle versus but it's it's like it's not very green in china so we don't seem to give a shit but... <laughs> right right and so this is like one of these these battery technologies that they haven't brought to market yet so they haven't got the uh basically the press that they need because they're still kind of testing them and seeing if it's a viable thing and like how much it's going to cost to produce it and is it you know going to be a super lengthy process or can we just crank them out like they're doing like it's it's easy to pump a, a battery full of electrolytes and lead acid plates you know what i'm saying and it's right. and it's easy to take cadmium and lithium and and put it into a battery um you know just all you got to do is like make it into a uh, basically a little cell that's going to have the reaction or whatever but you got to get cadmium and lithium and and all these other shit from you know certain places in the world that just totally exploits that region and ruins it basically and yeah. uh and then <clears throat> so they're saying this new stuff just hasn't got the press yet and it hasn't got the uh the shout outs yet because they're still kind of in the testing phases but it'll totally hopefully put a damper on that stuff and make the whole reason that people hate green cars and that's, they find them hypocritical. Hopefully it'll like turn the barrel on that. And hopefully by the time that happens, it'll be so far in the future. We won't have to worry about all this shit. Cause I was after, yep. after talking last night, I was like, nobody was interested in hearing this shit. Like the few, it, it's sad because they asked like, what's the future of motorcycling? And I'm like, well, like whether you like it or not, it's probably going to be alternative fuel being, electric you know hydrogen whatever it's going to be it's not going to be gasoline that's all i know you know what i'm saying yeah and then nobody wanted to hear that like they were going to lose ice bikes and um <laughs> so I was, I was reading these articles um on on cycle news there was an article about it talking about how boring the isle of man tt is for people to watch and then Roden track had written an article about how uh i have a quote here let me get the quote out because it was pretty funny um so uh, TT0 has proved totally underwhelming, and Roden Track said about Formula E that it was uh, short on thrills and compelling sounds. And that's the one part that we all agree on. It's like it sucks that you can't hear the ship vibrate in your bones anymore and you don't but, get, get the so here's, exhaust here's sound. my question with Formula E. If the Tesla can do 0 to 60 in 2.4 seconds or whatever, why is Formula E not better than that like why is formula e slow and I, that's going to be a concern i think with the energica series too like it needs to be on par mm -hmm. and i get that it might not be yet but we have to look at what can we do to make it on par like what can we do to make it bigger yeah well my thing too is it like now we now you can hear the guys screaming at each other on track with no engine noise <laughs> You could hear. Yeah. You could hear if we go back three years when all the MotoGP drama was going on. You know when Marquez first came in and started winning shit, like in 2014 or whatever. Uh, we could probably hear Pedros or not Pedrosa, but we could hear like Lorenzo and and uh, you know Marquez yelling at each other, and you could hear Valentina Rossi chuckling like as he went by. You could actually hear that shit, you know, because the the even the race motors they whine, but not like anything like a you know a huge fire breathing beast coming down the thing where you can't even talk to the dude next to you till they pass you know what i'm saying so yeah. I, I was thinking like it'd be funny if they had like 
uh, songs and shit, like their own theme music playing now around the track. Uh, like that's what you hear. They just have speakers down there on the thing, you know, instead of uh, exhaust pipes, you just mount a big old subwoofer and each each person has their own speaker or that sound of the um the pod yeah. the pod racers from the Return of the Jedi. You just put sound hey. effects and shit on there, you know? So I am in Salt Lake and my Google Maps is trying to send me some stupid back ass fucking roads. Yeah. And since there's snow on the ground, I don't want to go any stupid back ass roads. So I got to figure out where the hell I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have we been talking? Do we have much recorded? Oh it's yeah. Been... We're good, dude. We got about an, an hour and 20, so we should be good. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to figure out where the fuck I'm going. Yeah. So. Hey, where are you going to be on Friday, man? Are you going to be at the BMO am, Bradley Harris Center? Yes, I am. Or as the, at the BMO Bradley Harris Center, as you liked, as you called it a long time ago? Yes, the Bradley Center. All right, so if, uh, if anybody's hearing this on Friday, the people that do listen early... Uh, it should be, too. If I'm not mistaken, it should be on Harley Davidson's Facebook Live. Rad. So if you want to watch it, it should be on there. And then if you're in Milwaukee Saturday, I will be at the Mama Tried show at the Vanilla Cycles booth. Yeah, at the actual show. So that's going to be good. Well, yep. hey, yep. if you if you are hearing this now on Friday, uh, I hope that the uh, the Fuel Cafe with the Milwaukee Rivets and our friend Narissa was a blast. And go check out Chris. Give him a high five. Buy some knives. Buy some of his 30 pieces of gold uh, from yeah, his table. Right? <laughs> and, so uh, I can pay to fix my truck yeah man make sure he gets home back here to the podcast uh headquarters we don't wanna... i think i'll get back home now it's just i have a big credit card to pay off when I get home. <laughs> well dude it's been good talking to you don't get lost in salt lake and then uh text me and let me know when you get there awesome dude we'll do all right man we'll talk to you all later right. is that your sign off that's your sign off <laughs> oh it is all right bye thanks later all right chris w coming to us from Salt Lake City. Puta. Twenty second through the twenty fifth, the Swiss Moto Show is happening in Zurich. Ooh. I forget the name of. I couldn't pronounce the name of the hall. I saw that it said Hall Three, but I couldn't pronounce the name of the place where it's at. So if you're into, if you're in Switzerland, uh, look up the uh, Swiss Moto Show. It happening in Zurich. The twenty third through the twenty fifth is the Washington D.C. IMS, where they probably won't be announcing anything. Um, but it's going to be at the Walter Washington Convention Center, which I always thought Washington, D.C. was named after George Washington. Apparently, it's Walter Washington. Um, 24th, maybe. No the, relation? No really. They, they might be. I actually looked up. What about up, Washington State? I actually looked up uh, Washington today because it was part of my son's homework. And I did not know that he had nine. He was like one of ten kids. Oh, so wow. Walter Washington may well be like an actual <laughs> Washington. Uh, the art ride with Rick James coming up at Legacy Brewing. Brew? God dang it. I can't say that. On the 24th. It um, starts at 5 o'clock. So check that out. Also, uh, the uh, Little Leagues start up that day as well. And my kid, my six-year-old kid is playing uh, softball this year or baseball and so I'm getting excused from opening day to go down to Art Ride. I'm going to ride the 250 down there, pop some wheelies, buy some art, and ride it home. Uh, the 24th and the 25th, how come you're not going to be at Art Ride, Wiggs? I'm going to be in Milwaukee. What are you going to be doing in Milwaukee? Flat out Friday, Mama Trout. Oh, my God. 
So if you're going to be in Milwaukee, go check out the Wigmeister at uh, Mama Tried. There's going to be some racing. There's going to be uh, – that's flat out Friday. Is it also 45 minutes from the show, from the Mama Tried show? No, it's like four to five minutes. Okay, four to five. But if you see a bunch of uh, hooligan flat trackers with no headlights riding through town, just look the other way. Yeah. Like the cops usually seem to. Or just – yeah. Or just look at them and wave and draw yeah. a lot of attention. Um, the 22nd, I believe, we're going to have a drop in here so we'll know, but the um, the Milwaukee Rivets are putting on a great pre-party, and you can hear all about that. Uh, well, you heard all about that. Wait, the 27th? That would be a post-party. 22nd. Oh, okay. 22nd. So, um, Is that Friday? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Why? Or why is that Thursday? I just have a, a list of dates. I don't have a calendar. <laughs> Moto Guzzi America giving Church of Chopper some love. Yeah, that is a bitchin'. That is a bitchin' Guzzi. Is it Guzzi or Guzzi like pizza? I think it's Guzzi. Moto Guzzi like pizza. I think, I think it's more like. But I like Guzzi because that sounds kind of scuzzy. Um, <laughs> oh, the twenty seconds on Thursday. Where's that party at? Fuel. They're uh, Fuel Milwaukee Cafe. Rivets and the Fuel Cafe are getting together. Yeah. Okay. Because. Uh, Harley's putting some stuff on that night too, though. So at their it, little uh, cafe by the museum, hmm. it may be in conjunction. I don't know, or well, it may be like the Harley place gets tired and closes down early, yeah. and then you go over. It because too. everyone that rides Harley Davidsons is over sixty years old nowadays. Do we have? Hey, do, <laughs> do we have any contacts with the Milwaukee Rivets? We do, Narissa. Never heard of him. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a girl. Um, <laughs> This is going south yeah, on, the so on the 25th, the SoCal Cycle Swap Meet. It's the last Sunday of every month, so check it out. Bring a wagon or a lunch pail. I don't know, however, however big parts you need, bring bring something appropriate and uh, check them out. They are at the Long Beach Memorial Stadium. I don't know where they are. Just look up SoCal Cycle Swap Meet on the Instagram. Yeah, it's Veterans Stadium. Veterans Stadium. I knew that. It's right by the airport. Yeah, like the Lou Davis Memorial Veterans Stadium. It's got a long name. Uh, March 3rd, the Backroads or Bust, which is a timed backroad blast from Brisbane to Byron in Australia. Uh, Also the 3rd at Lake Elsinore, the Off-Road Swap Meet. Um, on the 10th of March, Moto Chop Shop is having their five-year anniversary party. On the 11th of March, uh, the Hell on Wheels Scramble out at Lake Elsinore is happening. Go check that out. It's vintage-friendly. Uh, the 18th of March, the Street to Track at Sacramento Raceway Park. Our friends over at Steady Garage turned us on to this one. It's 8th Mile Drags and Mini Bike Show. Uh, March 31st, the Outliers Guild Moto Show, which is happening in an overpopulated city with no parking and a, <laughs> in a warehouse where you won't be able to get to it. That's how you know it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a great show here in Los Angeles. It's our answer to the hand-built and the one and flat out or uh, mama tried but we already have born free so we don't really need to answer any uh, of those. i know but see born free is in orange county technically mm. so i think that they're like we need something cool like the og moto show the outliers guild which isn't really an outlier because it's the same bikes that basically tour around to all these other shows anyway so go check that out uh, if you don't want to drive down to born free and have to camp out and pay to walk onto some steamy grass just go to the og moto show instead uh also uh this is crazy from march 31st to april 29th so damn near a whole month in oh my god i hope i can in bengaluru india 
There's a moto art show at the People Tree Art Gallery. Uh, check that out. It's a month long and it's all motor related art. Uh, we think we're so BA because we got Harley and Indian and we had Crocker and Thor and companies like that here. But India probably has the most motorcycles in the world, like per capita, like riding around India. So really apropos to be having this art show there. It's a whole month long. I hope I said that right. Bengaluru, Bengaluru India um, Moto Art Show. People Tree Art Gallery. And then uh, the thing I'm excited about in March, and I, I mentioned this on the last show. You weren't around when I mentioned it, so I hope you're on board with me for this. <laughs> you were already out of here. But the 3rd through the 9th is Daytona Bike Week. Are we going? We're we're going. <laughs> I didn't have a surprise. Good. Tell my work. Yes. And wife. And uh, tell my wife too, right? Um, but Daytona Bike Week is coming up. And what that means is that that's the opening uh season for the flat track you know that's opening day for flat track season they're going to be having the tt there on the uh, twins the tt on the singles and i was trying to find if they're going to have the daytona 200 i can't see them missing the daytona 200 they even had it last year when there was like a zero spot like a local club ran it last year because the ama dropped the ball on it um Uh, not even the moto america like nobody Oh, like the people that own the rights to the, that's the problem is the people that own the rights to it can't, didn't license it out to Crave, which is runs the Moto America. Mm. Um, and they are like the Daytona sports group or something. They're kind of like Dorna or something like that. I I don't understand who owns it. All I understand is that last week or last year, it was so like going to be the first year that didn't happen in like, I don't know, like 60 years or something. And so, uh, like a local club put it on last year and Mm. and so i'm i i haven't found any news about it happening but i'm sure that the daytona 200 has got to happen you know people used to come from around the world um it was sort of that that used to be sort of like the isle of man yeah uh for or the sebring like sebring is a good uh comparison for cars you know where people from other countries wanted to come test their metal in america at the daytona 200 and now it's like is it even going to be happening? I don't know, but we'll find out. Uh, April 14th is the Hippie Killer Hoedown, and April 27th through 29th, Babes in the Dirt, which is, from what I gather, is like a Babes ride out for dirt bikes only. And then in May, the 4th and the 5th is the Quail up in NorCal. I believe Brady Walker from Ramming Speed Racing is putting on the Californian, which happened here last year, and I didn't find out about it until the day of... Um, and so I totally missed it. But that's the that's the quail of SoCal, and it's happening here at Santa Anita Raceway Park. It makes sense. It's like a beautiful, world class horse racing facility, and they're gonna have like fancy cars and motorcycles there. Maybe we can drive the Plymouth down. Uh, yeah, it, the Plymouth would totally fit there, and then uh, somehow the sr <laughs> right so uh and then may 13th the hell on wheels scrambles out at glen helen so hell on wheels scrambles is getting back into full swing this year wait we missed a big one we did march 24th final oh, accidental final round of the veggie play classic it's so accidental i didn't even have it down i say accidental because we planned on like one for new bikes and one for old bikes and then the first one is so successful we added new bikes to the second round i'm gonna call this vp3 Sure. 
And then is this is um, happening out of Paris at Paris Raceway again. We're going to add a little bit for the riders. If any riders are interested, we're going to add a round of racing probably before the national anthem. Maybe we might see. I don't know. Steve will work magic with the schedule, so we'll see. But I told him we could always just do that. Um, but it's going to be super fun. Is it's, there going to be speedway? There's also going to be speedway. It's also going to be handicapped like it's been. I wonder if you rewind the tape, but I, what I think just came out of my mouth wasn't even English. It will be, uh, so it should be fun. I'm, it's unlimited to riders this time. I said, let's let's make it unlimited, see how many riders we can get. And he was like, yep, we'll make it work. So, What are the classes? Is there a, is there a Fooligan class where you can run like small bikes? Nope. With street tires? Oh, okay, great. Nope. Just, uh hooligan but it's handicap starts so if you're real slow i'll put you on the zero and then um brad spencer will pass you in turn two <laughs> starting from the <laughs> one lap down yeah pretty well pretty much <laughs> you should you should do a super handicap where he starts like <laughs> literally three quarters he's gotta look behind down. himself to see the <laughs> light turn green yeah. um but yeah, I mean it's good fun. He's actually coming back, so you know it's gonna be. It'll be pretty busy, I think. I so gotta prepare to get your ass kicked. <laughs> I gotta put out the, uh, you know, get the get the riders involved. But that guy looks so huge to me too. By the well, way. he wears like a lot of us. He wears gear under his sweatshirt. He's not just wearing a sweatshirt. I mean, he's not a small dude, but you know, he, he has like gear on under. But that, he looks like so he's eight makes feet him tall look, too. It makes him look huge. Yeah. yeah. God, so I someone don't saw me and not that I'm skinny either. They're like, oh, you're so much smaller than I thought you were. And I was like, I guess well, that's thank good. thank you. But I'm like, oh, I always have a leather, like I wear a leather jacket under my jersey. Yeah. So I'm not one of those moto dudes. If I I know. Come on, guys. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that they're wearing leathers and stuff at uh, the races nowadays. And I have uh, good news for our listeners. Uh, I'm not going to be here next week. Yeah, I'm hitting the road after work on Monday. Is that good news for you guys? I don't know. They're Does anybody want to drive with Wiggins? So he's, are you driving solo? <laughs> yeah. God dang it, you idiot! Yeah. You need to have somebody drive with you. Well, I didn't know I was, and then my buddy is like, "I got work to finish up. I can't go." And I was like, "Oh, so that's Dude, why I'm I, leave Monday instead I'm of Tuesday not, morning." I'm not happy about that. I I've driven long trips um, solo before. I've driven long trips with somebody, and even though I drove yeah. for like. 18 hours straight with when no someone sleep. talks to you it yeah. helps a lot yeah for That's sure what it ta- what it took so i've done that trip in the same amount of time before or pretty similar to it so it shouldn't be that big a deal I, i'm supposed to be there thursday by noon um people are just gonna have to deal with what they can deal with or harley can pay so take so time chris sings i'm just uh sent in another message don't let wiggins drive that whole way <laughs> he's gonna fly out get in the truck um yeah come on but no if and if anyone is uh in or around or if they go to the mama tried show well try to go to the race on friday although i believe it's sold out so i don't know what you do i don't know if they'll open the nosebleed section or what um and if you're at the show saturday stop by the vanilla cycles booth uh caroline will be there with some artwork oh no kidding rad and i will be there selling knives so bring a bunch of cash i saw her cryptic uh, messages on instagram and i wasn't sure if she was coming or not and by the way thanks instagram for just posting on like today tuesday thanks for just posting all this uh stuff that's going to be happening on saturday (laughs) 
Like I'm looking at the feeds like going. Like last Saturday that already yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I've been looking at it going, oh, all these people's posts are just now popping up. I'm so excited for the one moto race to get started. Yeah, right. And like, dude, that ended like uh, 48 hours ago. I have more. to say thanks to, to Caroline. So she, uh, I decided to the last race. So I bought, I, I learned also this week, I think I bought her first um, custom mug. She's, oh, no kidding. She was starting about doing them and I was like, oh, I'll buy one. So I bought one and she sent me two. And uh, so the one just kind of is like a random person or random image. So not image, it's a, it's a racer, but not necessarily like, well, it wasn't me. So that means it's random. Right. So uh, I decided I would give it out for the last round of the Veggie Plate Classic. Oh, rad. And she was super excited. So she said, let's do it some more. So we got together and we're, she's, we're getting a, do- a double, a dozen made. And uh, she like was halfway through making them. A and, double means six two times. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> hit up Jeffrey Carver because she works with Carver and does custom mugs for him that he sells through his website or something. Yeah. So if you are into Caroline's work and Jeffrey Carver is a flat track racer, you can support them both. Rad. So she hit him up and some of them are going to be Jeffrey Carver, SoCal Hooligans, um, and they're going to be trophies for the racers. Like... Something super cool that's like useful and artistic and creative and not a plastic trophy you put on the wall. And, and you can use it yeah. if you so choose it. So um, I just want to say thanks. That's super cool that she wants to do that. And I saw like after, like right after that, uh, I'm pretty sure that the super hooligans hit her up and they're buying some for something similar. Bam. And then uh, someone else just did, I don't know. I mean, she's, she's staying busy with it. So that's good. I mean, that's, it's cool to see that, that grow. I saw about 673 boxes arrive on one of her pictures. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh my God, that's a long weekend. And they're like, I'd get, she does them all by hand, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. they're all Dude. each individually hand oh done. My God. It's not like one and printed on. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Nuts. Keepers, creepers. I saw, um, and not only that, have you ever tried to draw on something round? Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say. Is it like insane and slippery? Yeah. Um, Nate was at the race this weekend and the show this weekend, and uh, so he had his like art set up. It was super cool. Yeah, I got a Carver and a Jasper pretty excited and then um since brad baker was at the event he went over and uh, got brad to sign one he actually gave brad one and then got brad to sign one Brad, so that's super cool yeah well there you have it folks uh it's gonna be fun and check them out if you if you are in the area which i know a lot of you guys are going to be up there a lot of the Wisco crew. Aaron. A lot uh, of those top 10 guys are going to come to beat me up at the show. I was going to say, Aaron, don't, <laughs> don't, don't. I hope Aaron doesn't show up. Or be like, how can you make fun of this jigsaw? <laughs> you ride a freaking sportser. <laughs> so, so check it out. And uh, yeah, guys, have a good uh, have a good week. Thanks. I want to say thanks to last week's guest, Amanda Zitto, who you ran into. Yes, I, in I met her at Portland, officially. Yeah. I, and uh, thanks to Motorcycles and Misfits for the wonderful show. Show you put out where Liza wasn't there. <laughs> oh. All right. Is that your sign off? That's it. All right. I'm just going to PX my truck. They, uh, I think I may have given Naked Jim an erection. <laughs>